This is BJ Ward, and you're listening to What's on Joe Mind. Welcome to episode 105 of the quick and dirty What's On Joe Mind the night before we all travel to Joe Con edition. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. I'm going to introduce everybody here real quick. We're going to jump into it because I don't have a lot of time. Hello again, everybody. I am Gary, as always. Joining me is Mike, Joe Colton, and regular host Justin Bell as well. And then we have special guest Jim Butel from the Discovery Channel. And another special guest that we'll throw right over to Justin to introduce and have a really quick interview with. Uh, a big, important Kickstarter coming up. Absolutely. Joining us tonight is Jason Bienvenu, and hopefully I didn't totally butcher that last name. Um, That's exactly why I didn't. <laughs> That's perfect. You got it. All right. He's the head honcho in charge of uh, Spiro Studios, the folks behind the Animal Warriors of the Kingdom Kickstarter, which is currently going right now. I think it's, um, I don't know, about 10 days old or something like that. How are things going with that so far, Jason? It's going great. We got a lot of great reception. We got a, a lot of good momentum going on, and we're just excited that we're kind of getting the word out to everyone right now. Excellent. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit, give us a little background on this whole uh, <clears throat> Animals Warrior of the Kingdom thing. I know that's kind of associated with a graphic novel, but tell us a little bit about how that all came about. Right. The, uh, the line is based on the graphic novel The Kingdom, and Wave 1 basically centers around the main character, Peo, who is an albino ape who discovers that whenever he defeats an enemy, he absorbs their power. The catch is that whenever he does that, their ghost gets attached to him. So as he progresses on his journey, he becomes more powerful, but he also has ghosts attached to him. And they're kind of trying to psychologically break him down. Some of them are comic relief and funny, and some of them are more traditional bad guys. So what you'll see in the first wave is basically Pale and... Uh, some of the army builders that, that are in the comic, as well as the uh, main antagonist. Very cool. When did, uh, when did you come up with all this, uh, the graphic novel stuff? How long has it been around? I started the graphic novel in 2011, and, and we had the trade paperback available in 2013. We have those available in Comixology as a digital version, and we sell the uh, physical copies at uh, comic book conventions. Very, very cool. So how many points of articulation are we looking at? We're looking at 18 points of articulation. Nice. Uh, they come with two accessories and a removable harness. And they're in the uh, 3 and 3 4 scale. But some of the characters will be bigger. Like we have uh, Gorilla's Plan, who will be closer to 6 inches. And, and that's kind of why we went through that. Well, with that scale, that's the scale that I like to collect. But it also made sense because of... Uh, some of the characters being so much bigger than other characters, it, it just was a nice marriage of uh, size, you know? Okay. Uh, what uh, for, for those of us looking to jump on the Kickstarter and haven't invested anything yet, uh, what, what are the different levels and what do you recommend? Uh, I like the, uh, the, uh, the little squad, which is a three pack, it's fifty dollars. It's a really good value. You can you can get a single a single for twenty dollars, or you can get three figures for fifty. So it's a pretty good value. Uh, if you want to get all the figures, that's called one of everything, and uh, you get a you'll get the whole wave, including the uh, first three stretch figures, uh, stretch goal figures, 
And we also have uh, two separate weapon packs that are actually hacks compatible or if you want to use them with your Marvel Legends or uh, the Hobbit figures, you know, you can mix and match those weapons with those different lines. Nice. So you kind of, when you developed the toy line, you kind of had compatibility in mind with some other other brands? Right, exactly. Um, the uh, the Ape Culture has kind of like a, a Spartan slash Aztec feel to it. So their weapons really kind of complemented the uh, Wave 1 of the hacks. Excellent. I have to give you a little bit of credit there because, you know, Gary asked you which which prize level you would recommend, and you did not go straight for the $400 all-in. <laughs> that is a remarkable amount of restraint not commonly not commonly heard on our podcast. I put it right there on a T for him, and he could have smacked it off if he wanted. Oh, he's like, I, I no, no, just 50 I, bucks. We're, we're, all, we're always flattered if, for people that want to army build, or that option's actually really good for people that are uh, outside of the United States who have a couple of collector friends that want to save on shipping, you know, they can, they can get that all in package and divide up the characters and figures amongst themselves instead of having to pay, uh, the one of everything, which you'd pay, you know, if there's three people that are in the same city, you're going to wind up paying that shipping and it's a better, uh, alternative. That's for sure. Now are these, uh, are these coming loose or carted? They're going to be on a, a card back that can be resealable. The little bubble will be able to be resealed. So if you want to okay. open your figures and play with them like I do, or if you want to have them kind of displayed a, a mint on card style, you can do that too. And uh, nice. I used to be a graphic designer, so I really enjoyed designing the card backs for these. So what's a initially? What I, I imagine you got samples in hand or had samples in hands for a while. What was it? What was that first feeling to feel like when you, you get it from? You know, from paper form to physical form, getting the chance to see it. It was just unreal. Like I was holding it and I just kept saying, holy crap, I made that in 2D and now it's in 3D. (laughs) I kind of made them, I made the main character kind of slay a couple of Ninja Turtles and battle a couple of other characters. I was just like, that's for the best. Those Ninja Turtles (laughs) are getting a little, uh, getting a little out of hand. Yeah, you know, kind of put them back, bring them down a notch, you know. Unruly, unruly. Now, you, are you maybe get a Charlton Heston figure? You know, we could work one in there. <laughs> Damn dirty apes! Damn dirty apes! When I originally saw this, I'm like, wow, they make a nice Planet of the Apes toy. Yeah. But I, I like, I love your backstory though. That's Thanks. that's very interesting, very interesting. You know, and it, and it, the, uh, the the see through ghost figure. That kind of reminds me of the clear uh, see-through wraith we had back in the 25th and the G.I. Joe. Uh, that looks pretty epic. I mean, who, who does a see-through figure, you know? I mean, I, I couldn't resist, and that's actually one of the first powers that he gains. So it just kind of made sense all around. And, um, you know, I, I was a, a kid of the 80s, so I really grew up, you know, watching the filmation uh, Masters of the Universe and Thundercats, and the books are kind of written in that campy feel, which is is kind of fun because some of it can have kind of like dark subject matter. So whenever we have something that's kind of intense or scary, we kind of try to follow it up in the next page with like a joke to kind of keep it from getting, you know, too dark. Hey, Jason, is there any uh, female characters? Yes, um, Mala is a female ape, and she's actually a, a an elemental uh, warrior. She's got the power of fire, wind, magic, and water. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have a, an assassin, a cheetah assassin. And finally, we have another necromancer who's a chimp. And she can uh, raise in, uh, raise people from the dead. And there's a point in the story where she kind of turns into bugs and is like real creepy. So uh, we have a, a lot of female characters in the, in the story arc and plan to uh, make them in future waves. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so how many? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, whenever I wrote the female characters, uh, Dark Crystal, I really liked how um, the the female character in Dark Crystal had wings and kind of, you know, was very uh, attached to nature and whatnot. And the, and the male figure was kind of, you know, he was gung ho and like a, a an adventurer. So I kind of liked the way that that played off of each other and and I use that for inspiration when I was writing the story. So uh, what what are you looking at? How many figures in and let's call wave one. How many figures in wave one? Wave one is gonna have six of the smaller apes and three of the the bigger, more kind of superhero type apes. The more okay. muscular ones. Now do you have plans to um reveal some more stretch goals and stuff like that as things kind of proceed along? Yes, I have another um, another smaller ape planned out that's you know uses the same body type with uh, armor attachments and whatnot and new heads and stuff and then uh, two more of the bigger apes as well. And now a lot of people listening to this are <clears throat> going to be on their way to um, Loveland, Colorado for JoeCon. Anything that uh, they can look forward to there in relation to what you've got going on here? Absolutely. We're going to have the physical uh, paint masters at Broken Arrow Toys. So if you want to see what the actual figures look like in person, you can swing by that table and check them out. And we'll have postcards with a little QR code and a, a email address if you want to for easy access to go check out the Kickstarter. And uh, for for those of you to let me translate the Broken Arrow part, that is John Russell, like AKA Alyosha, the guy that will be kind of leading the custom classes on the uh, Wednesday and Thursday of uh, convention week before the fu- show fully starts. So if you're in the classes with him and you're listening to this or have listened to this, uh, hit up John and give maybe give you some more details uh, while you're in the class because we've got some long periods of. Uh, nothingness going on in there as people are building and painting their uh, custom figure and of course you will be on the sales floor don't know exactly well but where but you will definitely be able to uh, to find them somewhere on the sales floor uh real quick i do see in your kickstarter that you got a, a snake eyes there so i'm assuming that you are like one of us you are a big joe fan oh yeah i love gi joe um i was thinking about posting some of my customs in the in the kickstarter comments but i didn't want to veer too far off but uh, I think Justin's seen some of my uh, custom figures that I've done. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of, uh, you know, pulling apart those figures is kind of what allowed me to be able to do all the control art and, and select the articulation that I wanted for these figures. I kind of uh, pulled from what I enjoyed and, and what I wanted to kind of change a little bit whenever uh, pulling apart my G.I. Joe figures and, and whatnot. <laughs> But, yeah, how how similar are they? Are, are, are is your figures versus kind of the, the standard issue twenty fifth, or maybe even something from more recent, Joe? It's Joe. Uh, uh, I'd say it's really close to the uh, Pursuit of Cobra. Where it's okay. got it's got that kind of articulation. Uh, now it's it's. I will say that they're more 
closer to the to a comic book. You know, they're I, I tried to do like a nice marriage of real world application, but also to be true to the comic book. So they have a little bit more of a, a cartoony feel to them. When, well, when you see them in person, you'll see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, now the weapons and stuff look really realistic and it'll fit in with, you know, like I mentioned before, hacks and Marvel universe and whatever kind of melee character, you know, swords and, and spears and whatnot. Come on, Jim, jump in. Come on, do it now. Come on, Jim. Okay, okay. Jason, uh, I was going through the Kickstarter there, and I see some pretty good packages and all that. Um, yes, sir. If, it, it looks pretty good. Um, Thank you. When it closes, um, after it gets funded, and I certainly hope it does for you, will you be offering the uh, opportunity to order additional individual figures as add-ons? Absolutely. We're going to be doing a backer kit. We're already signed up for it. At the end of the Kickstarter, you'll receive a backer kit survey that'll allow you to, uh, if you want to add on weapon packs, if you want to add on additional figures that you didn't grab at the at the time of the stretch goals. All you have to do is, while the campaign's running, if you think you're going to want to add a weapon pack or if you're going to want to add additional figures. Just look at the funding level and and add that to your total so that whenever you want to check it off, you'll have access to to those figures. So when when did you start the Kickstarter? We started it on June 1st, and it will go until July 10th. So we are basically going 40 days. Correct. Okay, so we are 14 days in. we got 26 days to go. We're at $18,849 as we sit here right this second. Uh, So by the time the world is hearing this, it'll probably be a little bit more than that. Um, Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, We're we're really happy with the way it's going. uh, But, you know, honestly, I'll sleep a lot better once we make goal and and we'll be able to unlock those stretch goals that much quicker. I'm not sure how many people are are familiar with Kickstarter, but it's an all-or-nothing funding. So if we don't make goal, we don't get any of the funding. So the quicker a project's back, you know, the – the less pressure on the on the creator, and we can kind of focus on getting those additional stretch goals unlocked. Yeah, I believe uh, if if listeners to our show will note that uh, I believe every interview we did for about a six month period was some Kickstarter campaign or another. So okay, so so our and, our uh, fans they're they're well versed in Kickstarter. We're good. We have, um, we have a pretty good success rate too, don't we? We back. Yeah, I think we uh, back of everyone that, Yeah, of everyone that. Uh, uh, everyone but uh, was it Wayne's? Unfortunately, the uh, that one. Oh right, didn't the heroes. Get funded. Of, yep. What, what was yeah, that, it was. Uh, what, do you remember what it was, Justin? It was uh, kind of the uh, the cultural heroes. Yeah, it was. I don't remember the exact term. It was heroes of heroes of the world or something like that. It was. I don't know if you. Um, it was very kind of Sigma Six like. It was an eight inch action oh, figure I, line. I, I backed that project. That was such a great project. That oh, was. No I was get funded i was devastated that didn't go through but yeah i I could not believe that one didn't get funded the the only thing i could think is that maybe the um maybe this that's like you said that sigma six scale might have thrown people off right they they didn't put where to put it in their collection but exactly i I have probably 12 sigma six figures in my office and uh it was just a great line i'm surprised it didn't didn't make gold 
It's just just my uh, my personal thought on that whole thing. I think that was kind of like in the early days. I want to say early days of Kickstarter because I really don't know how long Kickstarter's yep. been around. But it was probably one of the first large toy Kickstarters that I can remember. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yep. And I, I think with now the success of um, with the future success of yours, of course, but. Uh, boss fight and the horsemen and all the other ones that have that have come through and have been funded huge huge right. amounts of funding. I right. mean, I think all, all he was asking for or all they were asking for was like fifty grand, right, Justin? Back um, in the day, they were asking for a lot. They were asking for a hundred. I uh, think I, I want to say one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, was, but I'm not yeah. positive. Um, okay. All right. Maybe 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 I maybe I thought the number was lower, but I mean a lot of these projects now are routinely being funded at over a hundred k. Then that's I think if they were to go back and revisit that, maybe they would have more success now, especially with people I, now I who know how to should. use Kickstarter and everything. I think they sure. Should. And, you know, after the, after after yours is done, of course, so we don't split up any money. Sure, exactly. <laughs> and, you, and you know, it's funny you say that because you know. I coordinated with Boss Fight and Zika and Fresh Monkey just to make sure that we weren't stepping on each other's toes and and we're okay with running our Kickstarters when we are running them. Uh, oh, sure. I, I, you're not the only person to do. You're not the only person to have done that. I, I I think Marauder John even did that too. So right. it, it's it's good to especially when you're dealing with like products in there to right. to not split up your investor base because funds are so highly competitive anyways. That uh, every little cent counts, so it's always good to make sure that you have basically the playing field to yourself. So in this case, it looks like you're you're good to go. Unfortunately, you're gonna you're gonna back up against a little bit of my Jokon spending, but I I think I think I can definitely send some your way. Squeeze in like a little bit. Just we will, we will be squeezing a lot of coins. Fine, thanks. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, Gary Fully has got that IT money. Oh yeah. Get in there. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> isn't, he now one part, isn't he part of the one percenter now? No I believe pressure. So, yes. <laughs> no pressure. Good to know. Th- thanks, thanks you, you too, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> so, everyone listening, it's uh, if you're familiar with Kickstarter, of course, it's Kickstarter.com. Go to the search field there. Type in Animal Warriors of the Kingdom if you haven't found links on Justin's page or around the internet. And uh, just scroll down the right side there, and they will have all of the different funding levels. He's recommended a couple for you. And again, he graciously didn't go for the all-in first. He said, hey, go for one of the $50 ones. But, you know, whatever floats your boat, whatever you can give, you can give as little as $1, which I'm sure they would appreciate, to as much as, I think you said 400 is your highest level? Correct. 400 is the all-in. That's the highest level. And it looks like you get a whole whole bunch of stuff at the four hundred dollar level. It's just just not figures, but you're getting uh, uh, artwork and some other stuff. Uh, a hundred and seventy seven page graphic novel, a t shirt, and two weapon packs in addition to the figures. Pretty good value. Very good. Yeah, we think it's a pretty good set. Well, before we let you go, anybody else have any other questions? Anything? Nope, I'm, but I just uh, pledged myself, so. Well, thank you so much. Oh, wait a minute. Every, awesome. Everyone, refresh your pages. Refresh your pages. we yes. got to update. <gasps> <gasps> what is it? I can't see it. I'm on the phone. He pledged three bucks. Don't. Oh, boom. <laughs> hey, I'm on oh, a fixed man, that's a meal. income here, Arizari. I don't have your kind of cash. <laughs> I would hope not. I'd hope you had some you could actually spend. 
Yeah, I'd hope you'd have more than more than him. <laughs> I, I, I see uh, eighteen eight forty nine. Anybody got anything different? I, I no, I don't have anything different. So I think Jim's full shit. Son of a gun! <laughs> Damn it, Jim! Damn it, Jim! You're not real backer. Oh, no, it's not updating real time. I tried, to, that one. I tried to, to get the Star Trek reference in, but it failed. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, ow, my this, heart's this, breaking, dude. <laughs> uh, this line is is really about uh, bringing back that fun and joy from the '80s that we experienced when we, you know found out a new IP, if it was Mask or G.I. Joe or whatever, and I kind of want to, the ideal is for, since we're having kids right now, is to have a new property that we can share together and collect together and kind of discover and and share that excitement. uh, You got kids? I do. I have a four-year-old girl. Ah, awesome. It, uh, we, yeah. it's, it's funny because, you know, she's looking at the prototypes and, and she's like, Daddy, can we, can I play with that? And I'm like, well, well it's not oh. a real toy. And she's looked at me and she's like, what do you what, what do, do you, you mean? It's not a real toy. Yeah, real toy. <laughs> I can see it right there. I'm not an idiot. Ah, uh, yes, a girl. Another eight more years. Oh, be in the same boat Gary. as me. Yeah, <laughs> okay. four, four was fun and now she's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you guys know how hard it is to like because I'm I'm helping out with Katie's costume this year. It is so freaking hard. Like I was freaking out and then I called like I was PMing Debbie and Debbie was like, I know Gary's freaking out too. And I was like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> she cosplaying this year? Yeah, she's yeah. she's actually uh, my daughter's a defending kids champ. Awesome. That's cool. She's wearing an original Joe Colton. That is awesome. <laughs> but what she's talking about is that my daughter is at that age where things are changing, and we're, we're trying not to emphasize certain parts of the body okay. uh, with costumes. So, yeah. yeah. Like, it's okay it, it, when you're, like, over 25. Not right. okay. Like, it's freaking me out because, like, yeah. she was so little when I met her, and now she's, like, in that weird – age and i'm like no i don't like this joe's breastplate fine my daughter not fine. right right which is like what i was going through yesterday uh and the last like two days and like john was like no we can't no no you gotta no get rid of that no that's not right (laughs) i was like i don't i don't like this you're going in a suit and that's the end of it you're next bell yeah, I'm not too far behind. She's ten. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Dude, just, just like well, my little girl's me. Cool, so I got a, I got a little ways to go. You do have a little ways. Yeah. Cherish it, cherish it. You got, you got about like <laughs> ten more years. Oh, definitely solid, cherish it. Solid decade of relief. <laughs> well, it looks like an awesome Kickstarter. I'm sure you're gonna pick up quite a few from uh, people that listen to the show. Uh, if they have any questions, uh, want to learn more, where can they go? They can. Uh, there's a link on, on the on the Kickstarter to our website. It's SpiroToys.com, or you can hit us up on our Facebook, which is Animal Warriors of the Kingdom, and uh, or you can leave us a comment on the Kickstarter itself, and we'll get back pretty shortly. Uh, we really appreciate y'all having us on the show. 
Oh, no problem. Oh, and there it is. Uh, we, we see Jim's $100 that he contributed. Way to go, Jim. Ooh, thank you. Yay, thank you. Well, we will get this. Uh, we'll get this up right away for you guys. Best of luck. Uh, let us come on back and Absolutely. let us know how everything goes. And uh, when there's a, a wave two or wave three in the horizon, feel free to look us up. Absolutely, y'all have fun at the con. You got it. Thanks, Thanks, Jason. Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye bye. All right, so yeah, we move on to the regular portion of the program. Which would w- normally would have been the uh, the Joes and vehicles of two thousand and five. Oh, Everyone all set. This is a, this is a real episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're doing. Oh this my for god! Real. Are you kidding me? Bell, you still on board? Or are you out? Um, we can shoot for it. I wasn't prepared prepared for the whole real episode thing, but we can. Yojo servers we ratcheting up to. We we can give you the respite if you need it. <laughs> Well, how long? How late are you going to record tonight? I hey, I think after this we'll get into JoeCon stuff and uh, like we've done in the past. This is the fifth year we've done one of these shows. Believe it or not, yeah, there's no mailbag. There's no. We just did news last week, so there's really nothing new. New. I don't even think there's any news updates. Justin will tell us anything new happened in the last week. Um, nah. Okay, so nah. Yeah. All right, so now we uh, we're what, talking about the Joe night. We just recorded 104 last Wednesday. Right. That's how quick I got this one out. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud, proud of you, Gary. That was pretty like impressive. Yeah, dude. very impressed. Who'd you hire? <laughs> well, when, when you give your notice at work and you get frozen out of a lot of meetings, you have a lot of time at work. <laughs> oh, man. I long for my two weeks notice. Oh, oh freedom. You and actually, both, Mike. Actually, today... I get called in my boss's office, and he's like, you know, you did a good job of teaching your guys. You were right. You got a sharp bunch of guys. They know their stuff. Um, I tell you what, if, if you don't mind, uh, when you come back from uh, your convention, or he, he called it my trip. I didn't tell him I was going to, on the convention. He goes, when you come back from your trip, um, I, we'll just pay you through the rest of the week, and you just take the rest of the week off, and you don't have to come back in. Beautiful. I got a week's vacation, paid vacation. And still have uh, I'm still going to get paid at JoeCon as well. I, so uh, I do hate you a little. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a healthy thing. <laughs> so if we had another episode to edit, uh, I might have time this time. But this one's not going to be edited at all. So who cares? <laughs> so uh, we are going to the, uh, the the Joes and Vehicles of 2005, otherwise known, which we haven't really talked about this total series numbers. This is known as Anyojo as Series 21. This is Valor versus Venom that that, that particular year. Uh, <laughs> Don't give me that. Come on. Oh, listen, listen to Joe Colton. <laughs> listen so, to Joe Colton. Apparently, Joe's editorial, um, she's all on board for Valor versus Venom. I'm going to fucking punch you. <laughs> you know I'm not bleeping this one, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That no editing thing suddenly rears its ugly head. All right, uh, who wants to lead off? Let's uh, let's have our guest lead off. Jim, Jim. Yeah. Let's. Uh, what's the? Uh, what's your favorite figure from two thousand and five? Good lord. I mean, you go. You can't go to Yojo. You can cheat in this. It's okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to here. I'm gonna have to bring it up. I'm trying to think of. 
All I can remember is that Valor versus Venom stuff was great because it pretty much, you know, feeds the crappy figure brigade, so. <laughs> it's a little difficult, isn't it, Jim? Y- you know what? I don't even know if I have much from personally from 2005. That's that's why I'm trying to, like, refresh. I'm going to have to take a look. Uh, 2005. Oh, there were some real gems. Uh, See, Gary, this is this is where the syncopated clock song goes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna. I would have to go with a uh, bomb strike. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Original character. And recently, just she was in one of the FSS recently. Recently, in one of the FSSs. So yeah, good timing. Okay, Justin. Um, <clears throat> there's a little bit of a tough one for me because there's a lot of good stuff to choose from. I know uh, Joe Colton there was grum- grunting and groaning about Valor versus Venom, but you know there was comic packs. There was probably my favorite convention set of all time was that. Oh year, yeah, the Iron Yeah, that was Gears. a great set. Um, the Merc- was it? Uh, what was it? Mercenaries? No, that was um, Iron Grenadiers versus Steel Brigade. Oh yeah, that's right. There it yep. is. Yep. So, I, which had that awesome camo camo pattern that Lanny did. Exactly. Urban, Urban rain. rain. Yes. Um, so I think I'm going with uh, the Iron Anvil for that year because I've always loved that '94 Viper. The purple colors were always kind of a little ridiculous. So getting him in a slightly darker, more realistic color scheme was great. So I'm going with Iron Anvil. That is a, a slick color scheme. All right, Joe. You got to pick one. Uh, Do try to debase yourself long enough to choose a favorite. <laughs> such a shit year. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm not editing this. <laughs> I know. But it's okay. I'm okay. All right. I'm going to go with Metalhead from Iron Grenadiers. Okay. The best all right, Mike. All. <laughs> all right, best one of them all. Okay, she says hands down. You guys are wrong. <laughs> we don't listen to her. Uh, no, Mike, go ahead. It's a uh, it's a a long, long standing uh, matter of public record in Jackson County, Missouri, that I I don't listen to women. <laughs> <sighs> is that why is that why you're meeting Maggie? <laughs> Whoa! Hey, now, what's this? What's going on? Uh, uh, well. News to me, but I guess <laughs> since we are going to be in the same place, our paths will probably cross. Blind date time. Blind date. Good lord. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to reach into the world of the comic three packs, and uh, the, the the moment I, I saw it on the shelf, I knew that a, a, a childhood wish had come true. Horror show. Yeah, oh, nice. Uh, you you took uh, that was mine. I was very very close. close to picking one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a great looking, great sculpting. Every the head sculpt, just the the figure screamed an exact copy of what was in the comic, and just a lot of character in that figure altogether. That was. I wish he a was a little bigger. Figure. If I had one complaint, I wish he was a little bigger, a little brawnier. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of the problem with some of the O-ring figures back in the day that they, they were kind of stuck on scale versus kind of what we see nowadays. But I could still, in my mind, picture him as slightly bigger than the rest, even though he was the same size. But it was just a beautiful figure. Awesome. I mean, that, that by far and away, best figure that year. That's fair. 
But if I'm going to throw out something, I'll go ahead and throw out uh, uh, the Serpentor uh, version 3. Nice. They had the removable head headpiece and everything. I like that one. <sighs> okay. Um, I will say, um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but a good honorable mention this year, I really did like that uh, Toys R Us exclusive infantry six-pack, the green shirts. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, just they threw everything in there for weapons, uh, multiracial, uh, different hair colors, you name it. Everything that was in that package. And look, if you needed to have fodder for to 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 go out in front of your Joes before uh, the Joes get themselves attacked, there's your fodder right there. And uh, the green shirts, I think the green shirts they were playing with in the comic at the time. So I think that's why people were wanting more and more green shirts. So I I, I was a big fan of that particular six pack. I will give you that one. I I liked it better as an idea than I did the execution. Um, I didn't like the the hiss driver torsos on the the couple guys. I um, the, the, the 83 bodies were a little, I don't know. I mean, accurate, I guess, but I, I don't know. I, I just felt like it was, it was a great idea. They didn't, they didn't hit the home run there the way they did with the Cobra pack the year before. No, they did not. They were trying to, they were trying to capture that same, but did a better job with the weapons. I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, another honorable mention here, I think a lot of people were asking for it at the time, were the twins and suits. Yes. Yes, very good. And, uh, and going through the, here, the, the rest of the, uh, the list here, um, anything else to mention? No uh, love for the club? Uh, well, uh, the Bad Attack, which is the first uh, direct-to-consumer exclusive that you had to get on Hasbro Toy Shop. Everything, though, that came out with the convention set, especially the, the Steel Brigade guys, uh, which what we had the two we had a steel brigade soldier the commander Dragonski and Gung Ho that urban rain camo pattern was awesome yes it that was. was just a great great pattern and that that works a lot and they've gone back and revisited that at, at, at least one other time I can think of but um, that is kind of the start of the club trying to do some unique things to the figures that haven't been around before other than just you know repainting torsos and heads and that type of thing. Uh, anything else anybody wants to mention about any of the uh, figures from that year? Joe? No. That she loved it. She's all about Venom Maximus. Venomous Maximus. I like no. the Cobra Nightwatch set that year, too. The DTC. Okay. I can be on board for that. Yeah. A little something, something a little different. All right, let's move on to the vehicles. Of a 2005, everyone refresh your pages. <laughs> Jim, are you all set for 2005? I'm still trying to bring it up. Um, do you have one of those steam-powered laptops? No, I'm on my phone. My ah, <laughs> even better. It's like dead. So he is James Cavanaughing this one. I, I, yes, I'm. I, I that's. Sad, but yes. Do, do you, I thought it was Joe Coltoning it. Hey, do you want me to go first then? <laughs> All right, we'll come back to you. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Lead uh, off. Um, I'm going to go with the hiss on this one. Oh, the DTC hiss. Yeah, All right, great. Creeper version 10. I like the colors. The color scheme was good. But it's a hiss tank. I like hiss tanks. Pivoting, gun turret. It's good. 
That's my. All right, Justin. All right, Justin. I can guarantee I know which one you're going to pick. Well, there's two of them that are that I'm pretty high on. I think ultimately I'm going to go with the Rhino. It's close. They, I knew that. Yeah. Close, what? close between that one and the ROCC, but the Rhino definitely wins. It's got the little helicopter that lifts up. I still remember going to JoCon around that year, and uh, John Warden I think was demoing how like you was it, it was John. I think it was John. Maybe it was Richard Woodhouse. I don't know. It was one of those guys back then demoing how you kind of pushed down on it and it slowly lifted up out of uh, yeah. out of the vehicle and it was really really awesome so um yeah that the rhino is absolutely top of my list a lot of cool play features with that particular toy there mike i actually had the same decision so i'll go with the other side and just take the rocc <laughs> also a lot of play features in that one that would open up and had the elevator and just it, it, turning it into a place that was great yeah it was good stuff all right jim back to you so since uh justin and mike took the rhino and the uh, the rock which would have been the two i definitely would have chosen i'm going to go with the joe moray hydrofoil I just think that the color scheme that they used on it really works for it. You know, it, it kind of makes it look more like a boat that you could use in brown water as well as out on the open sea. And okay. I just think they did a it, it, it really I think it really just adds something from the uh, from the maroon that it originally came in. And the interesting thing about that, that was a Toys R Us exclusive that was I can't think of any other sets that came up to that time other than during the 97 98 releases that actually had two figures that came with it um, so that was nice to have a, a nice big vehicle you could have put a driver in there and then drop a, a Joe in one of the gunner turret in the gunner turret that was pretty cool all right well, so I you guys the best use of that swirly plastic yeah 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 so you guys pretty much picked me clean because yep. uh, the rhino in the rock are clearly the best toys of that year. So I will go and say something that will piss off a lot of people. Uh, speaking of the uh, the boat, the uh, Cobra Stealth Moray Blue Deck. Yep. That the, the club only sold what eighty of those that year. That's all they had left. They just happened to print up eighty or so because they they never sold through the Tiger race from the year before. Right. And so they sold the Blue Deck. I think there was only eighty or so at Joe Kong. People snatched them up. And then, if you want a blue blue deck uh, moray nowadays, you're paying how much money? Quite a bit, actually. Yeah, just for that. Good hunk of change. Good hunk of change. And then, once again, that's what piss off people about the convention stuff. <laughs> oh well. You got one. Uh, that was mine. But um, any other honorable mentions from that year? Votes. Oh, do I have the de- do I have the deck? Yes, of course I of have the. Of course deck. you do. Yes. Any other honorable mentions from that particular year? I'm going to give honorable mention to, to something, an idea I wish would catch on. but uh, and, and we can actually argue the pros and cons of, of what it actually was, but I love the idea of the venomization chamber. I love yes. the like that. And, and I wish Seriously, there were, dude? Really? I wish, there, I wish they did more stuff like that. Like, I don't necessarily care for the venomization chamber itself. I think it's got some value to it. You know, in in the mad scientist vein, as other things, I was never really big on the Valor versus Venom theme, but man, I wish they would put some stuff like that out. Could it, could you picture it as a brainwave scanner? I I could I could do that. I could call that brainwave scanner two point oh. 
I'm on board for that. Dr. Venom there with snake eyes in it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. When he flips around, he's Venomous Maximus. Yeah. <laughs> snake of his rage. <laughs> I'd give another honorable mention to the Night Ops Humvee. I thought it was, it's, it's just simple, a little battle ready vehicle. You could throw a few figures on it. Things. Yeah, I, I agree to that. I, the, the, when we recorded the last episode, I chose the the Humvee that came out the previous year because of exactly those same reasons. Just toss on a couple Joes, but it was simple. It was it's it was the Humvee. It's what you saw when you turned on the TV. Uh, instead of being a futuristic way in the in the in the future type of vehicle or weapon, it's something in the here and now, and you don't see that a lot with GI Joe. It's like comparing the Night Ops Humvee to you know the Rhino. Yep. I'm just surprised nobody went for the Night Adder. Uh, I don't know. I was going to give an honorable mention to the regular retail Cobra Hiss, that black and purple thing with the penis gun on top. That thing was horrible. <laughs> with the penis gun on top? With the penis gun on top, yeah. So anyways, uh, I was going to Look at that thing the, and tell me it doesn't look... Well, never mind. Yeah. The, the, Night, Op hum, the Night Ops Humvee will set you back a couple couple shekels, too, if you're looking for that on eBay. Yeah, that's that surprised me. Really? Well, that's a that was a direct to consumer. Yeah, they they cleared those things out at four ninety nine a pop, and uh, I went on eBay because I I have one in the box that I was thinking, well, I'm 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 uh I don't need this anymore, and so I went and did some research on the prices, and at the time it was a hundred and ten. You're I kidding, mean, right? No, 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 I am not. I uh, I got a couple of those in a in a trade those night ops Humvees both boxed and i don't need two so i took one to a show and i sold it for a hundred bucks yeah scalper yeah i'm the scalper and what's what's more they probably thought it was a steal i'm shaking my head that's that's crazy it, it is a little bit i was not expecting it when i was uh i figured that was going to be one of the one of the things i'd wind up taking home and and uh no, I, I actually didn't bother taking it out in the first place because it was like, well, why don't we go ahead and eBay this one and we'll see what we can get for it. <laughs> I still actually right. haven't done that yet, but yeah, we're gonna get around to that. Yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, an update to uh, last week's show, by the way. Uh, Justin finally did get his uh, Pythona. <laughs> today, right? Today. Today came today. Was waiting in my mailbox when I got home. About damn time. <laughs> I would curse they, out they, savage, they, they, but uh, it's kind of a boot <laughs> at this point. <laughs> they sent it last. They're like, yeah. screw it. Bell's gonna get his last. Gonna give, him one, gonna give me one last little nut kick before the whole thing is over. I guess he, he's gonna give he it gets- five stars anyway. <laughs> I was so happy when you got yours. Then we didn't have to hear you bitch anymore. Hey. <laughs> Our, uh, since it took so long to get to me, I'm only giving it four. He'll, he'll just find something else. It'll be okay. All right, so we don't have any news. Okay, well, first of all, before moving on the news, that is the Joes and Vehicles of 2005. Next episode will be 2006. We don't have any news. All the news we are we are absolutely shockingly caught up on. News is still uh, brought to you by Kokomo Toys. <laughs> Sing the theme song with us. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo. Pokemon. When are you guys uh, flying out or driving out, or when are you guys getting there? I will get there shortly before 1 o'clock tomorrow. Sweet. 
and Mike will be there a little bit before me, and I don't know when your brother's getting in, Mike. He is getting in about the same time as you. Okay. But I will see him first because he's coming through Southwest as well. Jim, you flying or driving? Uh, I am not driving to Colorado. <laughs> oh, no? No, I drove to Springfield, and that was an adventure with James, especially the ride home. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, adventure was at about 45 seconds after getting into the car in Springfield to head back. He was out cold until we got into Kokomo. And then left Kokomo about 45 seconds later, again, out cold. The the best is uh, it, it, when I came home with him uh, at uh, – when I w- went to a Canadian Joe Con a couple of years ago. So the last one in Hamilton. And he had beer farts the entire way back. Oh. <laughs> were they were they room temperature beer farts? <laughs> you know what? They had to be something hot brown because it was it was bad. It was just it was. He was sitting in the back seat with like two other guys, and, and, and you would hear you would hear the window just go down in the back seat of my car. <laughs> no one would say anything. You just and then you knew at that point that that James is is uh, yeah gastrointestinal was having uh, some problems do you have do you have vinyl or do you have the plush seats <laughs> oh that was in the old uh, that was in the old grand prix what so that was uh, that here? was definitely leather okay so he was he was ripped. so no no there was no burying the farts in, into the upholstery no it was coming right on out yeah, it, was, it was something we were just uh we were talking and all of a sudden like the conversation just stopped and i look over and he is passed out he didn't he didn't have beer farts in the car with me but I think that's because it was coming out of all of his pores. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm flying out, uh, flying out of Philadelphia on like O Dark Hundred Wednesday morning, and I'm supposed to be in Denver about nine nine or ten o'clock their time. Okay. So, and then coming home on Monday. Said so you're flying out of Philly. Yep. They run a nonstop to Denver. No, I have to stop. Well, they might, but I'm on. I got to stop in uh, Minneapolis both ways. All right, Delta then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a Delta. Yeah, I'm going through Minneapolis tomorrow too. So, all right. Um, have we heard an update? Is is Burger going to be there or not? Who? I thought Word Burglar had a. Uh... No, not Word Burglar. I'm talking about Greg Burger. Oh. I heard that uh, he – I saw on Facebook that he went in for some hospital surgery. Emergency, emergency surgery. gallbladder surgery. But I Yeah, so is he going to be at JoeCon or not? I'm, I'm guessing no. I haven't heard a word about it in regards to the con, but I, I would be surprised to see him at this point. Yeah, yeah I would if, too. If yeah. I'm just going to do that on Sunday, I mean maybe, maybe he's clear to travel by Thursday. I don't know, but I would be surprised. Yeah. Oh, but and he's pretty invasive. I mean, that I I can't see him being allowed out of bed much for the at least a few days. Well, that's right. You you would know of, of everyone here on the show. You are a uh, first responder, so uh, we've we've seen you in action up at Kokomo Toys. Uh, y- yeah. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> talk about. Still embarrassed. <laughs> it's all right. I, w- I will. I won't forget listening to the uh, podcast after that uh, coil. Like, oh, wow, look, a fire truck just pulled up. <laughs> we had an ambulance. We had the po- police. We had the fire truck. Ambulance for Mike? 
Oh, look. Oh, look. There, there's Jim telling the paramedics from Kokomo, Indiana what to do. <laughs> hey, Mike. No, there was, there was another. No, it wasn't Mike. There was another guest that uh, I, I think had his fill of uh, sun and fun, put uh. it bluntly. Make, no, not putting it bluntly, putting it lightly. It was the combination and, uh, of... of uh, and fumes. Sun, fun, and fumes. Yeah, beer, dehydration, and, and glue fumes. James is hey beer guys, first. I, I have a guest here who wants to say hi to Mike. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Hi, Mike. It's Matt. Howdy. Your favorite. I may or may not see you soon, so you better be good. It's not likely to happen, but but Okay. <laughs> Mike, are you nervous? No, I, I, you know how I respond to threats. I laugh at them and cavalierly, perhaps, yeah, fool, perhaps foolishly. So he's cowering right now. Are you red in the face, Mike? No. Well, you should be. It's a hundred degrees in your apartment. Well, there is that. I think the the. The mounted wall unit ha- does have me down to uh, to 83. Oh. So it's getting it done. Okay. You've mounted a wall unit? I knew someone was going to pick that one up. I'm disappointed so that it wasn't me. I, 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 I'm shocked it was her. I, I thought it was going to be somebody else. Sometimes uh. I get lonely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh, If I was editing this, I would put the whole love connection theme and everything in the background. and. <laughs> It, uh, you could go to commercial break with Chuck Woolery telling us to be back in two and two. Two and two? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and and even though I don't have a camera, I'm sitting here with my fingers doing the two and two rotation. Man, That's right. you just did that. <laughs> I'm sitting here showing my microphone. Two and two. Everyone see it? How about this finger? Sight, okay. sight gags on the radio. That's what we do on this program. <laughs> All right, so the update on Joe Con, we don't know anything about... Greg Burger. Now, you did mention Word Burglar. He is going to be there. He's going to, unrelated, but doing a concert, what, Thursday, Thursday night? Thursday night. I know some guys are going to go down and see him. If I can, I'll try to. Um, I met him before at Canadian Joe Con. He gave me a copy of his CD. Nice guy. Um, I do hope I get a chance to see him again, and maybe one of these days we can get him on the show. I, I, I know that he's expressed some interest, so a big, big G.I. Joe fan. And he's from Canada, which I'm so excited about. I was trying not to mention any of that. Now everyone just like, uh... Whatever, dude. <laughs> put out that fire, why don't you? <laughs> no, he's cool, dude. Okay. Kill the buzz uh, right there. So before we get into talking with Jim about the Crappy Figure Brigade, which we will have a meeting this year, looks like our last meeting for a while, we will go through the schedule of events. Uh, Justin, are you still on board, or do you want to call it quits? Um, I might uh, hop off for the night since I'm... Not uh, All right. involved. Well, everyone, uh, thanks, Justin, for joining the program. May, Thank may you. I jump off? Because I still have not packed. No. I don't know. Judge, judge's decision. Oh, if she's going to just sit there and complain, then we might as well let her go. All right. Sent like a 75-pound box to Colorado. What else could she have to pack? That's oh, what I was no thinking. No idea, dude. No idea. <laughs> that was just boots. <laughs> That's not, actually, I just sent John, but it's fine. <laughs> Seventy-five pounds. It's got to be cheaper than uh, cheaper using FedEx than uh, than America. Yeah, I mean, was, he's pretty easy. It was portions of John. She hadn't sent them all. Yeah. John is a cyborg, so 
All right, Justin. All right, guys. Of Vitor Zane, we will catch you next time. You all have fun, Justin. All right. All right. We'll, we'll be thinking of you. I'll be thinking of you guys, too. All right, Joe, you're out of here, too? Yes. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Your days. Safe travels, right. guys. Okay. You, too. All right, so it's now just the three of us. Not to say. This got intimate in a hurry. Oh. <laughs> well, it's just like, uh, what, what, what's the name of... Uh, Jim's show on the on Animal Planet. When animals bang. All right, so uh, we can talk about that later. Jim, Jim oh. Utelic live. Yo, on you the can't Discovery start. Family of Networks. Okay, so we got the schedule of events for JoeCon. We'll go through that like we did last year. Talk about anything else that might interest us about JoeCon and wrap it up before. And also, we'll talk about the CFB. So uh, Wednesday, everyone of us three will at least be in by Wednesday. Uh, anyone going on the rafting tour? No. Okay, I'm going on the rafting tour. We'll have some GoPro footage of that. Katie will be wearing the GoPro harness, so we'll have some go. We'll maybe post that up on the uh, on the page. Uh, anybody in the customizing class on Wednesday? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there, but I'm getting there late. So. Okay. All right. Uh, Eight thirty will be the golden ticket package pickup. Everyone uh, in on that or no? No, I'm in. Okay, you're in. I'm in. Okay. And then 9.30, Mike, you can pick up your stuff, I guess. On Wednesday? No, oh, wait a minute. You're not You're not in the tour, or you're not doing a class, so you have to wait till Thursday. Yeah, Screw you. I'm out. It, you know, it's, it, 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 it'd be nice if you won the free trip. Again, I'm not the it? golden child this year. That's <laughs> uh, golden child. That's Utah chapters this year. Utah we, we chapters Utah is chapters. golden child, yes. Okay, so maybe what we'll do that night... Uh, is we'll let you walk around the recorder and uh, do the old roving mic bit. <laughs> nice. I, I, I will probably be able to find a uh, a Chris McLeod or perhaps a Dave Tree. So, okay. My darn sea lion this year. Finally. So we do have we we are going to have a Dave Tree sighting. Yes, I, okay. I got the word. I actually spoke to him on Saturday. Uh, Fine. He speaks with you. He speaks with you. Never speaks with me. Well, I'm, I, and I'm and I'm the one spending the money to go to his show. You don't have that three years of consecutive goodwill built up. Uh, apparently, I've lost my swag. You're out. I am. I'm swagless. I'm a hit. All Brits, right, man. I'm a hit with the Brits. Uh, whatever. And and a great with the Canadians apparently as well. Uh, I you know you know me in Canada. We have a history. <laughs> All right, Thursday. Uh, anybody going on the Rockies tour? No. No. Okay, so nobody going on the Rockies tour on Thursday. Customizing class on Thursday? No. Okay, I'm in the customizing class, so I will be seeing John and building the Bullet Man. Which reminds me, I need to uh, dip into the my figures and find the parts that he wants us to bring for that. Uh, let's see, four to four forty-five golden ticket package pickup. If you didn't pick up from the night before. Five o'clock, the club uh, store opens at uh, for Golden Ticket folks. So this is about the time that you will actually, to be honest with you, you we will be getting the comic book on Wednesday. So actually Wednesday, we will know pretty much what the two packs, three packs, vehicles, all that stuff will be. Um, Jim, you want to give any speculation what you might think things might be, or just want to leave it open completely, completely to surprise? I, I don't see how they don't do a Sky Shark. 
Um, okay. You know, with the with the wave crusher that they just did, you know, I I just don't see how a sky shark isn't an almost certainty. Do you think they'll just paint it silver, or will it be vac metal? You know, with the issues that they had a few years ago when they were talking about when they wanted to do vac um, metal, and I I just I don't see vac being likely. So I think probably just going to be silver. I hope on that. All right, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's just straight silver. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off book here and say Tiger Force Bridge Layer with Tiger Force Tollbooth. Yeah, you're gonna be. You're way off the reservation on that one. <laughs> it's and it's still hot, obviously, in your apartment. For the, it, that rushing wind of noise sound that you hear, that is that is the industrial blower in his apartment trying to cool down his him and his surroundings. I am down to eighty one. Eighty one. It sounds like you're you're in your car with the window down on four sixty five again. That was uh, that was I seventy. Okay. All right. So Thursday, uh, the package pickup really for everyone else, non golden ticket wise, begins at six. Um, they 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 do it by groups. I have not gotten anything. But then again, I'm golden ticket. Have you guys gotten something about what group you're in or anything like that, Mike? I have, but I had have to go look. Okay. Yeah. So make sure. If you're if you're listening to this, you haven't left yet. Make sure you bring all your IDs and all your receipts and all your pieces of paper and documentation, possibly everything you can bring, just in case something happens. So you can lay it out there in front of them and show them, and that that will definitely help them out. So six uh, to ten, that will occur. Basically, how what happens is that depending on what group you're in, you that group will go, and you, you'll pretty much they've. They have spun up, sped up, excuse me, that portion of the line a lot. That part of the line is very efficient now, to the point that you will get your stuff and then immediately get dumped into the massive long line for the club store. That part has never sped up and it never will. And well, of course, it's the last show, so some things never change. Anyways, uh, the club store is open uh, until the last person basically in line gets taken care of. They say six to ten, but. Um, I'm sure it'll stay open longer if there's still people in line. Uh, while all that's happening, if you're an exhibitor, uh, the exhibitor load in and drop off is from 8 to 10, and that's at the hotel dock. I have no idea where that is. Uh, starting at 9, the message board and room-to-room trading info is uh, um, starting. Uh, Jim, you uh, trade anything room-to-room this year? You know what? Considering I'm flying in, I'm not sure – if I'm bringing anything to trade, uh, I was actually planning on bringing some of the paperwork and stuff I have with me instead to uh, loan to Declassified if they wanted to use it. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I don't know. See, that, that's the thing with the convention being a bit further west. I know that everyone's saying, hey, I want the convention to be out west this time, so finally we get the convention. That's the problem with the convention being west is that – East Coast, where most of the people in the population are, have to travel. We're, we're not going to drive that because you'll just be nuts to freaking drive that from the East Coast. Uh, notice Jim's not driving. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, if, if you were driving, you had more room to bring things from room-to-room trading and everything. So hopefully people from the West Coast uh, are bringing more things to trade and everything because the folks from the East Coast, you, you can only pack so much, man. You, you can only pay $25 a bag <laughs> so many times. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't mind dri- driving out there. I mean, it's not like I have a, a, 
a job to get back to. Uh, I did. I, I had to t- <laughs> I had to take off one day for JoeCon, and that's literally my entire work week. So, uh, but it's just you know that much time in the car and having to. St- I yeah. I wouldn't do that drive. That's a death wish for me. Yeah. Forget that. How long is it for you, Mike? If I drove to Denver, would be about thirteen hours. Yeah. See, that's what it took me to get to uh, Springfield. You know, yeah, just, that, I mean, that involves driving across the entire state of Kansas. Oh, my God. Which doesn't need to happen ever. No. <laughs> like, Kansas oh, City Kansas City is basically as far as I drive west. I mean, on a positive note, when you cross into Kansas, you can see the other side of the state. It just takes you seven hours to get there. It just feels like it never shows up. <laughs> oh, all right, so 10 o'clock on Thursday, uh, that's what I say, registration package pickup ends. So we now we move to Friday, which this is the first real day, of course, of things happening. Uh, from 7.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., it's exhibitor setup. From 9 to noon is a contest setup. From 8.30 to 9.30 a.m., uh, exhibitor-only private club store sales. So... If you are an exhibitor, you have all your tags and everything, and then you want to get in line for the club store, this is a time where you will be able to get in line. Uh, if you, I, I don't think exhibitors can buy anything from the club store. I think traditionally they can't buy anything from the club store until this time, um, unless they are a um, American hero or a golden ticket holder or one of the 12-inch packages. Uh, nothing to really mention there. Let's see, we got to the 9.30. Uh, they start to walk up late registration for uh, those folks. So if you do get it a day later or whatever, don't panic. You're fine. The great thing about the, the way that you pre-registered with the club and everything, if you pre-registered, they got your stuff. <laughs> your box set, and, and if you put anything else along with that package, it's not going anywhere, folks. Settle down. They got it. This is where you'll pick it up. Um, 9 o'clock, actually, is when the first panel starts. It's the current art of G.I. Joe with Adam Riches, newly newly announced guest. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone going to that? Uh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I haven't heard Adam do a panel before, so I'm actually pretty enthused for that one. I saw his panel last year, and he did a, a, a video of how he did the uh, artwork. I believe it was for Metalhead. No, it's been a year, and it's been more than a year, actually. So, But it was a, an informative in how he does it all digitally and everything, but he still, um, ha, you know, ways that he makes it look like it's hand-drawn and everything. Great, great, great panel. If you're definitely an artist, you want to check things out. So that's at 9 o'clock. Uh, 10 o'clock, uh, Club Store opens for registered guests. So if you want to jump in line again, and uh, this, is, this is where uh, you're already in line once, first night and then you wanted to maybe get in line again to get some more stuff this is where they allow you to do that so uh 10 o'clock is, a, is the only time you can get in line for that um 9 45 volunteers assemble for the annual parachute drop which is already a big deal uh, always a big deal excuse me um, i do not know when they will be putting the sign up sheet for that but normally that i think takes place either on wednesday or thursday night in the last couple of years it's been i've actually moved it up to wednesday night uh, but in, in previous years, going back to the, the some of the first show cons I went to, it was always on a Thursday night, and those, then the list fills up quick. So get in on it. Yeah. 
say I heard somewhere that they were putting up on on Wednesday night this year. Okay, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. If if you want to get on that, you you got be aggressive. You got to get up on that list, really. Um, at ten thirty is the parachute drop, and that's always a uh, an event. And I, it looks like they are doing that indoors this year, so we'll be probably throwing them from the very top of the atrium, and people down below will be able to to catch them. And no idea what the parachute figure is this year. It, don't panic if you don't catch one; they will have the parachute figures for sale in the club store. They in always do. They yeah, well. <laughs> Nah, I, I, you're going to have the people that say, well, I didn't get the Night Force one, blah, blah, blah. Well, again, that's the club's fault for selling it to the dealers first. Uh, but, yes, they, I, I would imagine they have plenty of them. Uh, that's probably the one-off situation where they never did. I remember back in the first Dallas convention we went to, uh, we threw those uh, bats. Remember we threw those bats, the, the blue bats? They had tons of those. I mean, they were giving them out left and right like candy. Um, so I don't know if they'll have, you know, how many they'll have, and, but in the past they've always seemed to have plenty. All right. Mike, what's the temperature at now? We are at 80. Oh, okay. We're moving on down. We're getting there. Uh, 11, 11, <laughs> 11 to 11.50 is the uh, G.I. Joe Film Fest and... So you think you can act, or where you do this again? So you think you can voice act? So I, I, this is where I guess you get to uh, try out for one of the later voice roles. I think this, I said this is what this thing is going to be like. So um, I, I, again, we don't know if Greg Berger is going to be there, but um, who else is going to be there? Um, we don't know. Like, we don't know. Yeah, he's the only voice actor, really, isn't he? Yep. That could be interesting. Yep. Anyways, look for that to be rescheduled or canceled altogether. But uh, the rock stars start at noon from 12 to 12.50. Uh, 4-inch Real American Hero Retrospective, noted author James Cavanaugh. What? I think, I think we're all going to that one. I think we're in. We have, we have to make sure that we're asleep in visible locations. <laughs> well, I, I, I might be helping out James in that. I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to be helping out with, but we'll see. I might... I might just be like, you know, the male version of Vanna White, a fat Vanna White sitting up on stage holding the book or something like that. I don't know. Vanna White. Right. There you go. You might actually be doing the presentation while he's asleep on the floor in front of the uh, dais. <laughs> there's there's some skill right there. I'm, I'm, going, I'm giving James a fiver right there if that's what happens. <laughs> just going to walk up to the stage and put a fiver in his in his slumbering lips. <laughs> can you can you roll it and put it never mind <laughs> don't get uh, <laughs> difference he he will have his new rise of cobra book available I'm, i do not know how much it costs i think the his last book was what 2025 i would imagine it's probably 2025 30 somewhere in that neighborhood again i don't know how much costs have increased for him this year uh it is self-published so folks uh, make sure you uh, appreciate and thank him for his work. Uh, this will be the Rise of Cobra book. So this will be volume three in all of his manuals, right? Two, I thought. Well, the first, Well, it's two of the um, rank and file, but volume three of all of his books. Gotcha. Okay. And then, okay, yeah, Dave Tree's in, obviously. He's on the schedule. I forgot about that. One to 150, Action Man, 50th anniversary, Dave Tree. 
Um, let's take a uh, real quick poll here. Do we think his hair will be combed? No. Okay. I think his hair is comb-resistant. Comb-resistant. Does anyone want to put any money on him maybe being combed? No. Okay. <laughs> Gambling implies that I would have a chance to win. <laughs> okay, 2 o'clock, the exhibit hall, uh, or they call the exhibit hall, we call the sales floor, opens for private preview. Uh, from 2 to 5, basically, it's only people that are uh, registered attendees. Uh, general admission folks, uh, you won't be able to get in until, I think, Saturday. So this is only for people, really, that have uh, shown up for the show. Uh, from 2 to 3.30, uh, Larry Selman and Adam Riches will be signing autographs. Uh, from 3 to 5, uh, Kirk, Larry, and Greg. Well, we don't know if Greg will be there or not, but they'll be signing uh, autographs. Uh, they'll, of course, during the day have hourly door prizes, which um, occasionally I've won one. Jim, you ever win one? Um, I don't think I've ever won anything there. No, oh, this is your year, apparently. Yeah. Cause, and, and then we know Mike is one stuff bastard. Yeah, I tend to have good luck at Jokon. I think the only thing I won, I won one year I won in the uh, auction, three of those uh, Steel Brigade Skyhawks. Oh, nice. Those were a nice value back in the day. I think it was like 30 bucks for three of them back in the day when we first got them. Whatever it was, everyone's like, it wasn't expensive for the club and everyone was shocked. <laughs> Uh, so make make sure when you're on the sales floor to be listing for your name. Typically, the form for the door prize stuff is in your registration packet. When you get that, make sure you fill it out. Drop it in the container on the sales floor, and then listen for your name uh, when they call it. Um, I, I don't if you don't hear it and you're not there when they call your name. I think it just goes with somebody else. But whatever, it's something free. I thought they uh, put the door. What's that? I thought they put. Door prize names on like uh you know you're right they started they changed that in the last two years didn't they yeah they started putting them up on a whiteboard so if you don't claim them right away you can check that board oh hey look I want something and go get it and I probably were running in a situation where they weren't able to uh, get rid of all the stuff because they couldn't track down all the people all right so there will be a board there make sure you look at the board then I forgot about that anyways uh at five o'clock everything closes. And then if you're a golden ticket person from 7.30 to 9 will be the golden ticket meet and greet. And then after 9 is when uh, the James Cavanaugh witching hours start. I, I believe there is some sort of uh, maybe some drinking and cigars, some cigars going on somewhere. Uh, it's on the G.I. Joe discussion group. Look it up and uh, look around. Maybe you'll find the group of, uh, of folks meeting and everything. On Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, yes. And, uh, you know. Cigars. I I know this is Colorado, so don't bring anything else to smoke. Just cigars, and that's it. Well, of course, remember, according to Troy McKee, we're kind of in the Republican stuffy part of, of the state, so so it may not be a good idea. Regardless, Republicans smoke pot too. Just you, Gary. No, I do not. I've I. So you're not I a Republican. A, no, <laughs> I took a P test two weeks ago. I'm clean. A likely story. No. Documented proof. Been poppy seed muffins <laughs> ever since. Um, I can't eat seeds anymore. That's a long story. I'll have to talk to you about that. I'm sure that's <laughs> a thrilling conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Saturday, a lot of the same stuff. 8.30, it's actually 7.30 exhibitor setup. 8.30 uh, late registration. Again, if you didn't make it Friday, 
you can register our late walk-ins um, at uh, Saturday at 8.30 there. Um, 8.30, registered attendees private preview so that the, the, the sales floor opens up basically for everybody that's a uh, registered attendee. Uh, of course, door prizes start. 9 to 9.50 is the box art construction with Larry Selman. Uh, that's going to be a 12-inch uh, discussion panel. Uh, if you don't know anything about 12-inch history, sit in. You might learn something. At 10 o'clock, the exhibit hall opens for everybody. General mission, everybody. Um, uh, Panel-wise, at 10 to 10.50, we have From the Trenches. This is always a popular one. I'm sure I, uh, you guys are going to go to it. I'm, I'm going to try for sure. Kirk and Larry, uh, G.I. Joe, From the Trenches. It's a fun one. Uh, I know Kirk and Larry are there almost every year, it seems. Uh, but they always find something new to bring to the table. Uh, they're two guys that they've worked together enough now that they've got this down. Um, and and they have the class of people who don't have a podcast. <laughs> Actually, Larry wasn't there last year, so this will be for, – if, for, if this is your second convention in a row, you missed Larry last year. This is the first time you get to see Larry. Uh, it's always funny – and you guys have seen it. Always, always funny when the first time you, you could tell with the first time convention goers are the first time that ever people that meet Larry and he walks by and they're like, "Oh, it's Larry," and and they don't approach him like he's like some person that he can't approach at all. You can you can you Larry will not bite. You can go over and say hi to Larry if Larry is is drawing and he has his head down. He will talk to you. He just won't pick up his head. But definitely go over there and say hi to Larry. Don't be scared of the guy. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he is amazingly approachable. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, and yeah. he will he will tell you if you're being a dick. So <laughs> be ready for that if that's your game plan. And the other thing to remember is if you say something to him and he doesn't answer you, he may not have heard you. Because yeah, us have yeah law. So speak louder. You know, do something non-dickish to get his attention. You Wear know, pants. Never had, yeah. I think last year it was pretty cool. I think it was uh, me, Mike, Justin, uh, Mike's brother. There was somebody else in the group, and we're just kind of huddled up near the Oh, there were a bunch front. of us. Chris McLeod was in, the, in there. Dave was in there. Yeah, this uh, was the second Dallas one. And we're just all talking, and then up comes Larry. And he just – because he, he knows Dave – he he knows Justin. He knows me. He 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 knows a lot of us from the podcast. And he, he just he just walked right in the group and started talking. And and I think one of the things he brought up in the discussion is that later that day when the show's over, he's going to go meet his buddy who he um, uh, modeled Wild Bill after. Yeah. And that was and he was just sitting there talking to. Him. And the number of people that walked by and stared like, oh, Sariano, Sariano, sorry. He's just one of the guys. He's just, he knows us. He's awesome. He comes and talks. And you don't have to talk about GI Joe with him. There's so many other things you can talk to the man about. He loves music. He loves guitars. And it all, ask him about his other titles, not just GI Joe. I mean, he's a cool, cool dude. There's no reason to be intimidated by him at all. Movies, television, comics. It, it basically, if it's media, you can talk to Larry about it. So, I'm bringing my uh, copy of issue one of Nth Man for him to sign this year. Beautiful. There you go. It was in Indianapolis, um, and he was sitting at the bar, and uh, he just got in or something. And I know that particular year he was not feeling well at all. He had some wicked sinus infection. Yeah, he was. He was kind of in in the one good period of a of a sinus infection that knocked him out for a couple of months. 
Yeah, it was like almost a year long thing. I think it, didn't it they send him to the hospital? Uh, I believe so after the con. Yeah, a couple of weeks yeah, later. that was yeah. just just wicked. Um, and I saw him there, and uh, being that I'm from Indianapolis, I saw Larry and said, "Hey, uh, Larry, uh, welcome to Indianapolis." Everything. He uh, he remembered me, and he's like, "Hey, sit on down, have some lunch." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And we're sitting there having lunch. The funny thing is, he goes, um, he looks around, he goes, um, and I think Justin just walked up. And he goes, have you seen Justin Bell? (laughs) And Justin's like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Uh, Talk about no respect. (laughs) Okay, so that's that's the first panel you'll get a chance to see Larry at at 10 to 10.50. Out in the autograph area at the same time will be Larry Selman and Adam Riches. We don't know about Greg yet. All right, here is the first Do Not Miss panel, 11 to 11.50, G.I. Joe brand panel, G.I. Joe team. That room is going to be absolutely packed. We want some answers this year, folks. Yes. Jim, you think of anything they may talk about in this other than maybe answers to the crossword puzzle, anything else that you want to know about? I'd like to know if they have a five-year plan for the brand. And if it includes anything other than just putting out figure two and three packs in a couple of vehicles, like, are they looking at doing another cartoon? Is it going to be part of this, just something that's a part of this Hasbro universe? Are they going to do something standalone again? Because I think that's really what the brand is sorely missing. It's, you know, when we were kids, it was, we had a cartoon, we had a comic book. You know, was, was there not? Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, Jim, but wasn't there a wasn't there rumblings of of an animated project in development? I, I if if there was, I I didn't hear it. That's news to me, kind of too. I well, yeah, I saw it somewhere, but I couldn't substantiate it, so I didn't I didn't ever put it in the news. But I anyway, mean, I, good question, but I just I just wanted to throw that in there. I I mean, I know they're talking about that you know revolution thing, you know that. Yeah, that's what that's what I want to know. I want to know if there's any future for the brand that doesn't involve wacky crossovers. Yeah, and that that's my thing. Like, is is there a plan for GI Joe? As <laughs> and and I think and I think I'm going to be disappointed because I think everything going forward is going to include it's going to be crossover this and crossover that because Marvel set the table on that is that that's being completely okay and acceptable. And granted, they made a shitload of money proving it, but. I, I just because it works for Marvel, I just really don't see it working for our for us or Hasbro for that matter. But it's like we'll see. It's the, like the thing about Marvel is is that those characters when in, in when they first showed up anywhere, they were in comic books, organically in a universe that was created to house them all. Yeah. Like the and guys the, in the Avengers weren't the first superheroes to engage in the same place. The you know the the Avengers were not the first super team. Uh, the Justice League was before them. The Justice Society was before them. So superheroes teaming up and inhabiting the same space is not so weird. Mm-hmm. It's more, much more of a stretch when you've got G.I. Joe and the Transformers and Micronauts and Visionaries and Mask and Rom Space Knight and Micronauts and My Little Pony, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that's not going to be it. That was a joke. Nobody laughed. Thanks. Dicks. Well, no, I was just going to say. <laughs> no, you know what? No, I would not be surprised if 
My Little Pony was somehow tried. They tried to wrap it into this. It just, it just, it's just the way that they they throw the whole kitchen sink at it, and it, you know, I would not be surprised of anything like that. Buzz, I, I don't know. Best. I, I don't know. Best. Right, and, and um, and maybe he, he he said at that time it probably wouldn't have worked very well, but they were going to give it a try anyways. Um, and I I think we're going to be disappointed. I think we're going to just learn about the eighteen figures. We're going to learn about San Diego Comic Con. They're not going to show us anything that might be in the works for the movie. If there is something with the movie, and I, I don't, it's never been that they had. It, they never show us any more than what's going to what's going to be out by the end of December. True, and I, I just think it's going to be more the same. And I don't think they have really any any answers for us. So, you know, Jim, I, I wishful thinking, and I'm I'm totally on board with you. I want I want some answers too. I, I want to see what type of plan it is, and I don't think we're going to hear that this year. I, I want to see what the future for JoeCon is. Um, it, you know, besides being some sort of part of some conglomerate Hasbro convention that I don't care about, um, it, I, I want something to be dedicated for my hobby and, and, and my particular brand uh, and make me feel special. Otherwise, I'm just you know one of the many people that show up. I don't think we're going to get any answers from any of this, really. To be honest with you, I I, I hope. We do. I just, I just don't, I just don't see it. I just, they, they've given us nothing so far. And I, I'm not sure if we don't get any answers. If it's because they're holding their cards close to the vest, or if it's they don't have the answers to give us. Why, why do you hold the cards close to the vest when you have the captive audience right there? In front? Get the news out. I mean, they should have the stuff wrapped up and ready to announce by this point. This is just me talking outside the box, though. They just may not be able to talk about, the, you know, I mean, you know, Hasbro, you know, and Daryl has said this before, that there are things that we have planned for a year or two years in advance, but Hasbro won't let me talk about. So no, that Hasbro never—that's kind of the other thing—is yeah, we're, we're never, not, Hasbro never lets them talk about it. So we're we're not going to find out anything more than what's going to happen. Yeah, that's December, and, and, and we're not laying this at Daryl's Daryl the priest's feet either. We we oh, know. Oh, I'm not I'm not laying this at uh, Daryl's feet. I'm not laying this at, at at Weber's feet or anybody's feet. I'm just and is Hasbro in general. I just tell us something, please. Tell us something people new. Responsible for those decisions will not be in the building. So no, they won't. I honestly believe. That if Daryl knew about plans two, three years, you know, in the future and was able to tell us, he would absolutely tell us in a heartbeat because he's a fan, too. And I think he kind of wants to share like, oh, man, you won't believe what we've got coming up. You, you know, it, you guys are going to flip your lids. Uh, you know, it's just that, like I said, I'm not sure whether it's going to be a, well, yeah, we have plans, but we can't talk about them. Or if it's a, well, we can't tell you about our plans because there really isn't anything set yet past December. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see. So that'll be, uh, we'll get some answers. We'll if, show up. It's going to be a packed room. Uh, I, I don't know what type of crowd it's going to be. Um, you know, people say they come to JoeCon and they're going to hit them up with heavy questions and they expect answers and then the kumbaya feeling hits and nothing ever happens. We'll see. I would advise though I would advise though that you find them on the on the on the sales floor privately and ask your hard hitting question instead of getting up in front of a room and trying to be a dick about it. As, um, as long go as, ahead. as long as your hard hitting question is when are we getting another flag? Don't ask about <laughs> a flag, please. Please. Alright. No, so moving going on what? But he's going to. Yeah. <laughs> 
we try. We try to tell people don't ask about flags and drums and stuff, but there's always that rookie that says, hey, I want to know this. Or Plan B. Oh, God, <laughs> Plan B. That's a whole other – that's a whole – that's an insider – that's inside baseball right there. You, no one listening to this podcast is going to have very, very many people are going to know what Plan B is. Oh, but, other than, but the ones who a, do. Other than a morning after pill, and that's just mm, totally different. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Wow. I'm saying it's a product, okay? I'm not saying anything that's wrong. Oh. You can go to the store and buy it. I'm just saying. I saw the commercial. I have stock in it because of noted author James Cavanaugh Jr. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, noon to 1250 panel, Old Soldiers Never Die, Kirk Buck Zegan. Uh, I'm sure this is probably when he talks about the uh, the marketing of, uh, of G.I. Joe and how they how they started the whole thing or a variation thereof his panel very rarely changes i love his passion though he he sits up there and he will he will yell and you could hear him from four rooms over very easily he, he everything short of banging on the table with his shoe like khrushchev <laughs> although although if if i if it would probably bring out another gi joe line i think he would do that i think that i think both shoes would be off both both shoes he'd be on he'd be standing on the table uh, one to one fifty is another panel. The world premiered the lost GI Joe commercials from sixty four to sixty seven. Uh, I don't know who's doing this. This might be a Barry K. I'm not sure. I don't know that for a fact. I, or an Ace Allgood or one of those type of guys. Uh, but uh, I, that might be interesting to see. These are some commercials that have either long lost or never been seen. I'm in. All right. Is it by the guys who did that Kickstarter campaign? I don't know. It's files or whatever. We might. It might be in the uh, in the um, panel descriptions. Yeah. Let me see. Here's a from the trenches. Old servers never die. Brand panel roundtable. Uh, script. What's on Joe? Mine. Never heard of them. Uh, join Matt McKeeby of Vintage 3D Joes. Oh, Ace Allgood. Yeah. Uh, so Vintage 3D Joes is. Uh, Basically like uh, Carson's site, but it's vintage 3D Joe's. Uh, he's he's going to do that. So uh, that should be um, pretty good. That should be pretty good. Uh, let's see. 2 to 250 is a panel. It's a Kindle World's author panel, but Justin's not on it, so I'm not going. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Daryl DePriest, Bill Nidro, Troy, and uh, Wes Ferguson. Uh, 3 to 5 autographs. Uh, with Larry and Kirk up on the sales floor. Interesting. Um, <laughs> every time I, I, I've worked the, the the autograph line, I volunteer for the club. You will see me working various areas for the club. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you find, and you see me out and about, um, and one of the things I do typically is on a Sunday is I watch the autograph line, and it just basically tell people, hey, you know, next person that wants to see Larry, next person that wants to see Kirk. Every single time when I work the line for Larry, it's like eight miles long line for Larry, two people to see Kirk <laughs> or two people to see the other guy that's there. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of embarrassing for the other guy, really. Uh, the great thing is, is if you ever want some one on one time with Kirk, now's your time because chances are no one. There's very few people in line to see the guy. Walk up and talk to him. Get your ear, you know, get an earful of G.I. Joe history on a one to one basis. That might be an interesting treat. While you're getting stuff signed by uh, Larry, um, 
don't bring the kitchen sink from the sign. I mean, give them a couple things, sign it, walk. I've seen people just bring stacks of comics. I saw one, this one guy in Indy just annoyed the piss out of me. He would come in line, have Larry sign something. He would go out of line, come back and buy something else that had nothing to do with whatever Larry has ever done in the history of the brand and have him sign it again. And after a while, Larry's like, come on. <laughs> so just be respectful of everyone in line behind you. They want this. They want to see Larry, and they want to have their stuff signed. Just don't don't lay out your entire Marvel run and expect Larry to sign it, please. Rule rule of thumb is maybe two things. Two items. To actually, the, the the club quote unquote rule for the line is two items. If I'm working the line, and, and if it's a short line, you know, three or four, have a conversation, take a photo with them, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, just. You know, don't don't be bringing. You know, don't don't find a box version of the GI Joe headquarters and bring it up there to have them sign it. <laughs> oh, Mister Hasbro, will you sign my flag? But it, I thought you were going to talk about the RHP there for well, a second. You know, uh, <laughs> don't have Larry sign your RHP. No, no, do not, Chuck. <laughs> don't do it. Stardust, Chuck. No. <laughs> Mr. Hammer, could you sign my RHB? <laughs> That's how that joke started, by the way. Yes. <laughs> okay, from three to three fifty. This is the second big roundtable. Um, it's the Collectors Club. We're probably going to learn about FSS five, but I would imagine the rest of this is going to be well. In the past, they've showed us how they put together the concept and color samples and stuff they send back to China and back and forth and that type of thing. There might be a part, a portion of this that might be a review, retrospective, look back. I expect it to be sad. At the at the end, sad. At the beginning, we're going to learn some stuff. But I, I just, yeah, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Although it will be interesting to, to see Brian. Uh, there is a photo floating out there of him. Uh, Apparently already in Loveland, and he looks like he hasn't shaved in about three months. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the Larry's. Uh, Larry um, Brian's been sporting the the beard for a while. I think he had it at BotCon as well. Yeah, I just I was surprised by that, but it's 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 a good rugged look for him with jorts as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing what the what the uh, club roundtable is this year. Yeah. I, I kind of hope on this FSS5 that I, I I really believe that the pressure is high on the club for SS, FSS5. They got to hit a home run with every, in my opinion, I could be wrong, every single character of the FSS. Every single character needs to be a home run. This is it. There's no there's no six. There's no seven. There's, there's no next year for Fun Pub. They got to hit. They they need to f- make sure that every single key hole that needs to be filled, based upon re- your requests, are are, are going to get filled in this time because that there's there's nothing else after this. I, my my big hope is just that people who show up to that panel are respectful. Yeah, be respectful, but I I, I hope that people that show up to the panel also show their thanks. And appreciation. And that's what I'm saying is I hope that people aren't, you know, dickish to them, especially this being the last one. I, yeah, I mean, they, they put on a good show 
for the most part every year. They work their asses off. Um, you know, and, and I mean, their 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 positives far outweigh the negatives, no matter how bad some of the negatives have been. And I, I really just hope that people really just sit back and say, "Hey, thanks for for everything you've done over the years." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not the time to stoke the fires on your personal grudge. Exactly. Yeah. And and to be honest, I don't even know if Brian's going to have the patience for it. <laughs> well, I can honestly see him people getting the you, you know starting to be really uh, dicks towards and be like, you know what, screw screw you people, I'm out of here. You know. What? You know what I when Kavanaugh kind of saw him at Botcon. He, he he said occasionally I kind of caught that vibe from him. It's like, hey, you know, I don't have to worry about. It. I'm just going to do my my you know pinball thing and and forget you guys. I'm, I mean, I'm going to retire happy anyways and whatever. He kind of caught a little bit of that vibe from him. I would not be surprised that he kind of. I, I bet it's bittersweet for him. On one part, he's like probably sad. There's a lot of work they put a lot of time in this over the last twenty years. But part of it was like, God, I, I'm so happy I don't have to deal with that. You know, that one collector that bitches and moans all the time. Exactly. Yeah. It also makes me wonder uh, let's just throw it out there. Are we going to get evaluation forms? <laughs> so uh, ultimately the the message here is uh last time you got fired from a job um you didn't have to go host a roundtable discussion about it. Yeah. So try to just show a little bit of a little bit of empathy for that situation and and uh you know ask questions but be respectful. Good, uh, uh, good example. Very good example. Yeah, but yeah, I, I might. Yeah, will we will we get a will we uh, see any evaluation forms? That, that would be interesting. That's one less thing we have to turn in at the end. I I would hope that they would do some sort of evaluation. Yeah, because who knows what they're gonna you know what's gonna happen in the future? Is you know I haven't really personally heard anything about whether Fun Pub is shutting down completely. If they're gonna go after something else you know, who knows I have no idea you know they may try to go after some other brand and and start that <laughs> you're gonna take know. over powercon <laughs> I, I honestly think that he'll, he'll just I'm done I'm done I, I I could see this being the end for them just yeah. from a yeah it, it's, I, a, it's a it's 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 a good place to have a nice natural close to that chapter and 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 you know that that'll be it. But you know what? We, who knows? And and let's face it, it would be a heck of a lot less stress on on him and that that team. Yes. Oh, so he can sit back and be like, finally, I don't have to like listen to the complaints of all these people over the tiniest little things. I'd, I'd probably get out completely. Yeah, I, 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 and if he did, I would not blame him one bit. Yeah. One bit. So if you see him out on the floor, you know, when you're there at con, don't, don't be a dick. Walk up to him, shake his hand, thank him for everything he's done for the brand for so many years. All right. So that uh, pretty much wraps. Oh, no, not. 
quite wraps up the day. Uh, there is the script reading at 4 to 4.50, but again, we don't know if that's going on, so I have no idea what's going on there. I would just be uh, uh, keep your ear close to the ground and uh, see if they put any updates on um, on the voice panel stuff. Be sure to listen for me, reprising my role as Sunbow Snake Eyes. <laughs> that joke never gets old. No. And at uh, 5 that, o'clock, actually, all that, exhibits that closed. joke started old. And it's going to stay that way. get old. It's old. Um, 7.30 to 11 is the uh, Debbie Gotzer Memorial Casino Night and James Cavanaugh Memorial uh, Cosplay Awards Dinner. <laughs> Memorial? Yeah, they're not dead, but, you know, the, the, <laughs> we still we still want to remember them, right? And we want to check the language on the prenup, Gary? <laughs> now, interesting thing, and I I have it right here. Kavanaugh yesterday sent me a promo. He cut a promo on it. Uh, no, almost said it, Joe. <laughs> Are you and I, that we can hear it too? Or I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to attempt it here to see if uh, you, we all can hear it. I I have it in the player. I hope everyone can hear it. Um, if not, I'll send it in to you individually. You can hear it, and then we can all comment on it later. Uh, but uh, this is James uh, cutting a promo. Now he was a little, um, a little soft in his voice, so hopefully we can hear this. So this is James cutting a promo on Joe Colton for the costume contest. You know something, Joe Colton. You go by many names and many faces, but I also wear many faces. I am the GI Joe's master of disguise. The bald, faceless master of G.I. Joe cosplay bred in the pits of character emulation. This year, I'm bringing my most shocking, stunning, fan-demanded costume ever, guaranteed to send the attendance in an uproar. It's going to be a real Greek tragedy when you get on stage, only to come in second place, <laughs> if that, to the champ. 2016 Loveland, Colorado, G.I. Joe, International Convention, JoeCon. Well, the joke's on you the moment the costume contest begins. This is it. This is the big one. The last hoorah. This is for all the marbles. And while I lost my marbles long ago, we all know I've got the stones. So what you gonna do, <laughs> Joe Colton, when King James, Mother Truckin', Cuckoo San, Kavanaugh Jr. goes incognito on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick, Rick Flair will be proud. <laughs> that's that's just, that's beautiful. Oh, that uh, that kind of needs to be its own its own. Like, just get that up on the on the main page there. You know, you post the link I, I for the for the the Save GI Joe campaign. We need to post the James promo. I, I think I will. Um, it, it might not happen until uh, tomorrow or whatever. But uh, yeah, we're gonna. He said that yesterday um, while I was finishing up editing uh, the podcast, uh, the last last podcast, and I told I told Joe, I said, look, he's gonna do this. And she had her chance to, to get me one, and so she's 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 throwing down her gauntlet by not by not you know letting her silence speak volumes. 
And uh, James is letting his uh, promo speak his volumes. James went full heel turn on that one. And he did. He he took a chair right to the back of her head. Whoosh. Has she heard that? No, she has not heard that. This will be the first time she it hears it. It is such a shame that she wasn't here to hear <laughs> listen to that live. Oh, I would love to have heard her reaction. <laughs> I'll tell oh you right now. Oh, my God. It will be an epic duel in the costume contest this year. That's for sure. We are friends with crazy people. Uh, well, duh. <laughs> I mean, we are crazy people, but we are friends with crazier people. Well, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Goodness. Uh, so there you go. Right. Yeah. Okay, so after um, after that night, I, I would imagine um, people are going to wake up Saturday drunk, and uh, people I imagine people are going to wake up Sunday drunk, but Sunday is a sad day. Um, 9 a.m. exhibitor setup. 9:30, the hall opens. 10 to 10:50 uh, is the Joe Declassified panel. Um, who's uh, who's on that? I don't know who's on that. Jim, do you know who's on that? Uh, I would assume it's probably going to be what Sam, Chris Murray, um, Pat Stewart, uh, maybe Chad uh, Sylvester. Uh, yeah, those. Let's see. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm pretty pretty confident Pat's involved. Yeah. Um, and I imagine Sam will be up there because Sam has to be up there. Okay. Uh, here it is. Um, Sam Damon, Dan Music. Oh, wow. I'm surprised he won't say something about the club. He went up on stage. Uh, Drew Haggerty. Hey, Haggerty's going to be there. All right. There Dave Tree. Uh, I, I haven't seen Haggerty since uh, we went to uh, the, the aforementioned uh, trip to Hamilton with uh, – James and his uh, beer farts on the way home. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's it's been a while. That's it's been a few years now. Yeah, but I, I want everyone to go up to Dan Music and ask him what he really thinks of the club. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm a dick. I know. I know. Um, so that's at ten to ten fifty. Declassified. That's kind of one of the don't miss ones. Definitely show up. Uh, 11, uh, 10 to 11.30, we got uh, autographs with Kirk and Larry and Greg, if he's here. Uh, 11 to 11.50, G.I. Joe Cosplay, Joe Colton, co-host of the program. She's going to talk about cosplay stuff. Can't miss that. Ooh. I, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> if, if she was here, we'd ask her what she's going to talk about, but uh. you know, she's here because... She's drinking and and partying with the rest of her girlfriends or whatever. I'm going to get stabbed. <laughs> well, no, she's going to set you up on a blind date. You're not going to get stabbed. At, at which point I will then get stabbed. Well, there's a setup in here, Gary. There's a setup. Okay. All right. Uh, unless the blind date does a stabbing. That, it could be. Uh, noon to 1250 uh, is the silent interlude panel by Larry. This is when he basically breaks down issue 21. Uh, I've seen this panel twice before. Last time I saw it at Roll Out Roll Call, my first trip there, 2012, 2013. Um, very informative. Great stuff. He talks about how tight of a schedule he had, uh, why they decided not to go with uh, uh, with any um, dialogue at all on this issue. Um, whole nine yards. Very informative. Of course, on the number one groundbreaking issue of the G.I. Joe Marvel one. Everyone knows about 21. He will tell you all about it here. Um, following that, we we'll see we got some autographs going about, uh, going on at the ballroom uh, with uh, Larry Summon and Adam Riches from twelve thirty to two, and then finally, turning off the lights, uh, we are 
warming up the bus out back so you can turn out the lights. The party's over. Maybe Mike can sing that for you up on stage. It's the What's On Joe Mine live 2016 podcast. Uh, We'll have myself and Mike and Joe, and then we'll be joined by uh, McLeod from uh, Full Force. Uh, We'll uh, turn uh, out the likely likely another appearance by Dave Tree. Uh, maybe okay, we'll see. But it's a turn out the lights edition. Uh, we'll talk about your favorite. What's in the future of GI Joe? Uh, your favorite Joe Cobb memories. Uh, if time permit, if excuse me, time permits, we can talk about the Hasbro Cinematic Universe. Um, Perhaps any number a lot of, of special guests. Yes, uh, uh, there will be. Uh, you know, we'll have the mic out for you guys, so you can ask your questions, give your thoughts, give your opinions. We can quote. It's only going to be an hour. We might be able to go a little bit longer since we're going to be the last one. I wouldn't imagine much more than a couple minutes longer. Period. But yeah, we'll probably we go are, a full hour instead of just the fifty minutes. Right. We are the last ever panel at JoeCon. We are riding shotgun on this one. Uh, we are batting cleanup. Whatever you know, whatever uh, euphemism or whatever you want to put in there, that's fine. Sports sports euphemism. Um, Mike, what do you think? What do you, what, what what do you think of the, of, of us? Uh, turning out the lights. Well, it, it gives us a unique opportunity because everything that's going to have happened that weekend will have already happened. Uh, so I think we get to give a pretty fair analysis. Uh, we're going to have a little time to, to digest what we get out of the, the club panel, uh, to get to digest what we get out of the Hasbro panel. And uh, again, if it sounds like we're not prepared for this yet, it's because we're not. We, we typically do fly this one a little bit by the seat of our pants, but this is why. It's because we want to, to be able to provide some kind of analysis or reaction or, or, or something along those lines, and and uh, Lord knows there's going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, yep. It's uh, looking forward to it and not looking forward to it uh, for all the reasons yeah. that we've, yeah. we've discussed. And, um, but... Um, I I would I dare say, um, you know, come on down and see us. If you're if you're going to hang around this long, you might as well stick with us to the very end. Um, yeah. Be a part of the last panel. You don't have to be back in the dealer room to find out if you're winning then a trip for next year. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody winning that. Yeah. One. Uh, we can already pick the winners on that one. I wonder. Uh, if still going to make the joke about seeing next year in Fairbanks, Alaska. I'm sure he will. Uh, he, probably he, he goes it out on, well on Wednesday. I mean, <laughs> he goes it out well over and over and over again. Uh, so it looks like Utah chapter is going out on top with the defending champion. No one's going to uh, challenge him for the belt. He gets to keep well, it. I think when the federation folds, the belt kind of goes away. He gets to take the belt home, I guess. I, I suppose it's it's uh, yeah. it's no longer an official reign if there's nobody to defend. No, no. you know what's what's interesting? Undefeated. Yeah, I just thought of this, but you were just like talking about the you know live podcast that you're doing at JoeCon, and you know how you're just taking the time to analyze everything and all. And it just came to me that you know it'll be interesting to see what the Hasbro panel has to say about the future of JoeCon. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to have anything for us, though. That's just my gut. But I hope. I hope. It'll be curious to see if they mention anything there about 
what's what's next, whether it's going to be like a multi-property convention or whatever, or if they're not going to say anything about that out of deference to Brian and the Fun Pub crew. Uh, I, 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 what do they do at BotCon? They put a note out that said that they have plans that are going to be, but that was just for BotCon. I, maybe they'll do something different for or similar for us. Hope about Springs say, Eternal. Yeah, the, the, news, I mean, the news had broken about BotCon well in advance of BotCon. Like yeah. the, the news of, of that other company getting the rights to do Transformers shows everywhere except Indianapolis, Indiana, um, had already made the rounds. So by the time BotCon rolled around, they, they already knew. The writing was on the wall for a couple of months in advance. Um, and we knew where it was going. Whereas with, with Jokon, we, we don't know where it's going. Well, like I said, hope springs eternal. Let's, you know, I, I, I would love to be pleasantly, absolutely shocked and surprised to, to find that they have answers for us and all these things. You know, I, I would be pro- really, really pleased to see that this petition that we spent so much time on and collected over 2,500 signatures actually had some, some traction to it. I, th- I think that uh, you know we, we're going to get some reaction out of it, but I, you know, in terms of having a Joe only show, which was the ultimate goal, I, I don't think I don't see that. But I'm not I'm not going to declare you know defeat at all. But uh, you know, possibly have to digest before. So that kind of wraps up. That will wrap up JoeCon at uh, 150. All everything's done at uh, all the exhibits and everything at 3:30. Uh, and pack up, go home, and and that's when the. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Joe's going to shed some tears because uh, that's you know that's what she does. I'm I'm sure others will be shedding tears as well. I'm, I'm not going to pick on her. Somber on night. Those of us were leaving Monday. Yeah, um, I, I'm flying out Monday as well. I, I, I think most, a lot of people now are flying out Monday, so it might not be as bad on Sunday as it has been in the past since more people are staying till Monday. But um, Sunday will still be a sad show or, or a sad time, especially toward the end of the day, uh, as this thing is wrapping up, and you know we we don't have a, especially if we don't have a vision for the future, that could all change really. If Hasbro comes out and says, "Here's what's going to happen. Here's next year. Here's where you can find us. Here's where you can register." You know, if they have all these answers, Sunday might be a whole different ball game. But if we have no answers, they're expecting us to go into 2017 with a blank sheet of paper and no future in mind. I expect Sunday to be kind of a a, a bum, bittersweet day. Yep. Yep, can't, couldn't agree more. But uh, at least we will all have one another around to help soften the blow. <laughs> okay, so uh, one thing we do want to talk about while we have Jim here is this will be uh, Saturday night. We don't know when. We don't know where. Do we know that yet, Jim? Uh, when and where? Well... <laughs> We don't have a place set up yet because I we gotta scout it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what the layout of the of the hotel is, so we can't really pick a place in, until we know what the layout is. Uh, it's it'll probably be the same like it was every other year after the uh, casino night is closed and everybody's pretty well hammered. Um, that seems to be our trademark. Uh, 
Now we didn't have a we didn't have a meeting last year because it was just no place to meet really. Um, and I think Mike and I were already committed to podcast a palooza over there with uh, Dave and Duvall. We uh, uh yeah, we, so we, we we actually have to make up for last year. Uh, uh, you know, on you know, contrary to what the vice president you know believes, it's not the fact that we just couldn't run it without him. It was just the fact that we really just couldn't find a place in that particular hotel where we could gather that number of people without becoming a nuisance. So we're kind of hoping that this year, you know, it's a bigger hotel with conference space built directly into it that we should be able to find a corner where we can gather and get it done. Yep. So, so that's uh that will be the the CFB the crappy figure brigade that's what it stands for but uh, we we go by CFB. Um, if you've never experienced one of the meetings, Jim, tell us all about what goes on at these meetings. Who can come to the meeting? Membership, all that stuff. Tell tell everybody how they could be a part of it. Well, I think the best way to describe the crappy figure brigade is you know the way someone else put it as it's a it's a um, it's basically a, a a bunch of drunks with a toy problem. Um, uh, and, and what it is is it's that's pretty kind. <laughs> it's really it, it's there to and and you know as well as I do it's there to celebrate the best of the worst of GI Joe. You know and and for all of the like tonight when we talk about all of the the good figures that have come out over the years and all the good vehicles that have come out over the years. There have been some real. What the heck were you thinking? Coastal Defender, <laughs> I, I, Banana I, Kamakura, <laughs> the, the Night Adder, you know. <laughs> all of the, all of the uh, built the rule. Y- yes, that that was a that was a spectacular year when we couldn't decide on just one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was all it is that we're celebrating the the best of the worst. You know, and we're kind of just having fun with it, you know, and, and, and I don't think that anybody does, you know, does anything to be mean spirited or anything like that. But, you know, it's just like, wow, this was really a terrible thing, you know, or just a terrible looking figure or a terrible color scheme. You know, the, the year in Indianapolis where we started doing the uh, or when we started the international category, you know, I mean, we nominate we nominate and voted in, you know. Fun School Windmill, who actually came with a windmill backpack. Yeah, he's special. (laughs) Hey, speaking of uh, windmill, what's the temperature at, by the way? Oh, you know, I haven't checked in a while. It's been surprisingly livable. Holy smoke, we're down to 73. Wow, that's actually comfortable now. It's like a real live apartment now. You can probably turn that air conditioning down so it doesn't sound like you're, you know, sticking your head out of the car window. Oh, now I'm asking too much. No, there, there. I just, I had to. <laughs> my my air conditioner work actually has a remote. Oh, so I had to find okay. the. I had to pick the remote up and and uh-huh. hit the button. So I'm I'm good for probably a good 45 minutes to an hour now. Nice. So so anyway, uh, to to be a member of the Crappy Figure Brigade, you just. Show up to the group, and the secretary uh, who there this year should read off uh, a list of all of the the uh, members of the Hall of Shame, and if we can remember, 
I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to send him a message, yo, dude. Don't forget to bring the list. <laughs> He's probably got it written down. He's all right. I I I don't I don't I couldn't even tell you right now. It's been so long, and we 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 might nominate something we've already nominated before, which we've done. We've done that before. But I think that just keeps in in with the you know pretty much the I don't know what's the word the standards of the crappy figure brigade. Yeah, they're pretty low. Drunks man. with a toy problem. Yes, they are uh, pretty pretty low. It's so bad we inducted it twice. But uh. We'll just ask uh, the secretary to put a, uh, a printed copy in his salmon shorts. Well, if if it's going to be in the salmon shorts, we're talking a pocket, right? Or are we going to talk in the shorts? Uh, well, I'm hoping he put it in a pocket, but you never. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can't necessarily rule out those other options. <laughs> this, is, this is George we're talking about. It's friend of the program. He'll, he'll tuck it into his mint green thong under his salmon shorts. All right. Uh, I, I don't need to talk. I don't need to think about that anymore. No. I think I think that pretty much uh, wraps up this program. We've 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 got all of Joe Con covered. We we got our thoughts and previews and concerns and everything out there. I, I'm going to Joe Con. I don't plan to buy anything other than bring it home on my convention sets and. I, I I will be the dirty scalper on eBay because I need to get make money to go to roll out roll call two weeks later. Thanks, Tree. Three weeks. Three weeks later. Thanks, Tree. So I, I guess we, uh, we do uh, we do have a guest host, so we sh- we do oh, uh, really afford him the opportunity uh, to do some shout outs. No. Yeah. All right. Jimmy B gets shout outs. Hey, I get shout outs. Good lord! You should have told me this before. Do you not listen to the program? I, I no, I know there's shout outs. I didn't think as a guest that I every other time you've had me on, I haven't been allowed to do shout outs. Well, what do you mean you haven't been allowed to do shout outs? Come on, man. You can do do shout outs. Come on. Shout outs? Yeah, this is, you know, it's, it, shout out to, you know, the Discovery Channel and the Animal Planet for Jim Dupel, Jim Dutel Week. Yes. And Jim Dutel starting in what program, Mike? When Animals Bang. Okay. It, well, I'm produ- I'm producing it. Um, <laughs> little, we're mu- we're using America's little dumpling uh, Thomas O'Mahony as the uh, as the host. Just uh, uh, a lot of a lot of stock footage with. Hey, look at these two going at it here. Ew! That monkey's taking what he wants. Oh god! <laughs> Don't make me have to edit this. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, honestly, I think my my shout outs would be to the uh, to the uh, fun publications team. Uh, you know, in a couple of days, I'll get to say it in person. But, you know, thanks for all the years of, uh, of fun. Uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to meet all of the friends that I have in this hobby like you and both and and. You know, Joe and, you know, well, Justin. To a lesser degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Kokomo Toys. Yeah. And shout out to everybody who's going to be a Joe Con. Come out, join us at the Crappy Figure Brigades. Fair enough. Gary, anything to add? 
Mike, I, let's let you add. I'll, I'll end up wrapping it up if, it, if it's getting to me. So what do you got? I guess. Um, uh, shout out to to my brother, Rob, who will be making the, the trip again for the uh, fifth year, fourth year in a row. It's my fifth year it's, in a it's row. It's actually pretty good for a man that has zero online presence. Yes. Uh, so we have to we have to give our props to, to Rob. Um, I don't know how he hears about all this crap, frankly, because there's this, again, zero online presence. It'll be good to see him. But, uh, yeah, people refer to him as as the nice one. <laughs> it's true. But that's okay. Um, I can I can deal with that. Uh, I suppose it's been it's been going on for a good 40 years or so now. So. So I'm, I'm used to it. Who knows? We might be referring to you as the broken one after your blind date. Oh, oh, <laughs> you, you mean I'm not the broken one now? <laughs> no, you're the All right. Clear, clearly, you guys have a have way too high of a of a of a, you know way too high of an esteem of me. I've seen Mike try to be set up on multiple occasions. I personally, I've seen this, so it's it uh, it's it's a hit or miss, mostly a miss. It never goes proposal. Well. It never <laughs> goes well. But uh, we'll uh, we'll give our, our other shout outs to our other sponsors. Of course, Jim has talked about Kokomo Toys. Uh, all, all the cool stuff, uh, AVAX Lab. Oh, give give Kobe a shout out. Yeah, normally we mention him at the front end of the program. That's true. He does he does sponsor the Joes of Blank segment. That's a pointless eighties blather. Uh, and and the pointless blather at the beginning, which he does love so well. Yeah. And um. So, uh, who would I miss? Oh, Planet Nerd Rage Productions, of course. Uh, and all the cool stuff. I know, I got them. Okay, well, we'll mention them again. He okay. doesn't get twice. But uh, of course, we'll we'll get to see Dave and and uh, and and Chris from from the full force. We'll we'll uh, hopefully be involved with them, uh, giving updates as the as the week goes on. Uh, you know, we'll we'll put little shouts out there uh, when when we when we get the the really good news. Um. I'll give Dave Tree a shout out if he brings me my sea lion finally. <laughs> he ain't giving you nothing. You're on your own. You, you got you got nothing. <laughs> and uh, of course, I'd like to echo Jim's sentiments. Uh, thank you to the folks at at Fun Publications. Uh, it was not without incident, of course, but you know, hey, you 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 did a you did a good thing. You made some great product for us. Uh, you gave us the the avenue to to meet and socialize and and get to know some great folks who who share the same hobby that we ordinarily would not have been able to do. Um, so um, that's 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 about what we got. Uh, always a standing shout outs to the guys at Planet Nerd Rage Productions. Uh, standing shout out to Debbie. Uh, she'll she's. She was actually came into the mobile studios here and wanted to say something, but I, I think I shoot her out. So <laughs> shoot her out on the on the quick and dirty. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a wave off. It was like she opens the door and comes in. And I was I was sitting there going, "Go, go away, go." Do you like sleeping on the couch? So, yeah. You sure? Right. America's favorite godso. Uh, that's my dad. Oh, yeah, Debbie is second second favorite godso. Yeah, uh, Gary is in last place after other miscellaneous godsos. That's fine. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Katie's not on the list yet because she's not old. Enough. Not of age. But when she becomes of age, she automatically goes to 
third, at least third. if not second. At least third. Yeah. Uh, so those are uh, standing shout-outs. Uh, again, the guys at the club, uh, thanks for the last 14, 15. It's going to be the last 15 years for me. Just thanks. Uh, I, I remember 2002. I remember the Crimson Strike team set, thinking that was cool, learning more about the club, becoming a member, doing the at-home thing that year, and... Besides having to spend a shitload of money for that red hiss tank, um, realizing that really being at the site of the convention is the place to be. The next year we went, uh, it was Debbie and me. It was in San Francisco. Katie was um, in the womb. She was just a, a mere couple months away from, from being born. Uh, she's 12 now. Uh, that's how long of a journey it has been for me. Um, so it's always been a yearly pilgrimage um, I'm sorry to, that, you know, hopefully we don't see it go. I'm, 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 I'm being hopeful, uh, cautiously optimistic, uh, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see if, uh, you know, we got something to go next year or, um, if not, uh, you know, Sunday nights we can go after hours and drown our sorrows in a couple of beers. But I do want to thank the club for just really trying their best and doing their best over the last 15 years in my involvement with them. I appreciate it. It is a truly, truly thankless job they did. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's it. That's really all I have. I do want to uh, remind everyone, uh, I want to thank Jason for joining us earlier. Go to kickstarter.com, search out Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. And go ahead and contribute. Uh, they are up to, and we refresh the page real quick, 139 backers now at $19,061, 26 days to go. Get in there. Give them some money. It looks like a good deal. Give them, you know, give them some attention. Uh, it looks like it's a worthy product project. Anything else from anybody else before I wrap this up? And, uh, of course, a shout to Justin Bell, who will be greatly missed this week. Yeah, that's not right that he's not showing up, but um, we'll be thinking of you, Justin. I'm, I'm still trying to, to work an angle that we could get those uh, masks for our presentation. Justin Bill masks. <laughs> still, still trying to work that. I don't know if we can if it's going to work out or not. We'll see. Uh, will we have a special uh, award presentation, Mike, or no? Uh, we're trying to work that angle too. Okay, uh, we'll see. So, if is that it from everybody? We'll just wrap this up, and then I'll get it posted, and we'll go right to... We'll start going to bed so we can get up early in the morning so we can go to the airports. Anybody else have anything? That's it, man. Throw that stuff out there. All right. That's it. So, for our co-hosts, Justin, Mike, Joe, Jim, I'm Gary, saying to all of our men and women serving God bless, Godspeed, and come home safe. We'll see you at JoeCon. Good night, folks, and thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time for the next episode of, which will be live... Of what's on Joe Mine? There you go. See you at the panel. Be there. So help me, I will cry. We know you will cry. <laughs>